When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of the One Year No Beer podcast. Merry Christmas! Yeah, very special day indeed. It is a very special day and we have a very special episode for you today. I'm here with well, Mrs. Fairbairns. Mrs. Klaus. <laughs> <laughs> I feel a little bit about Mrs. Klaus now because that's Christmas. I kind of I kind of go all in on Christmas. Oh, all in. Yeah. You went all in in November. <laughs> no, that's... I start mentally preparing in November. Yeah, I don't really... I have a strict rule. I don't turn on the lights until the 1st of December. It's kind of a thing in Sweden. Usually it's like the 1st of Advent, but I go for 1st of December, kind of last to 1st of Advent, it could be, which could be end of November. So it depends. But anyone who is Nordic out there from Scandinavia or Germany, you know what I'm talking about. Just to put it into perspective, um, we, we moved house recently and the largest thing that we had to move is the Christmas decorations. Boxes and boxes of Christmas decorations. So, um, yeah, some of them are here today. (laughs) I I own that. It's a pleasure being with you here on this Christmas Day. And I really do hope that some are listening live. Maybe you're taking a little break from your family, from the eating, from whatever it is that you do on Christmas Day. So we're glad to be here with you. Yes. And so today I thought we'd jump into something that... I discovered a couple of years ago, and I'm going to be honest that it was my sister in Sweden who introduced me to this game. And we all know how much people love a board game on Christmas, right? Um, love a board game. Who doesn't receive a board game or a card game over Christmas? It's kind of a thing. Um, and there's mostly, I would say, would you read, majority of the games that we have received have been drinking games. Yeah. All well, they usually games. are drinking games. Yeah, exactly. And so what was so refreshing of, of, about this game was that It wasn't about drinking. It was about getting to know one another. And I think in society today, when we have this social media presence, when it's so important, we need to make uh, videos and reels about how we live our life, what we're doing. And I'm sure many have been making loads of videos already, and there's nothing wrong with that. But often we tend to get to know and know other people that aren't close to us even better because we stop talking to each other and asking each other the important questions and how simple questions like how we are, what's important to us. So I thought I wanted to bring this in today. So let let, let me show everyone what, what we're talking about. And I thought we'd do a little bit of a showcase of, again, we we are not sponsored by these people. This is yes. just a wonderful, wonderful game I wanted to share that it's worth picking up, even in the in-between Christmas and New Year's. Maybe there's still some left out there. And the funny thing is we brought this to attention and one of the girls here in the office, she's Spanish. She has this game in Spanish also. So it is a very popular game and it's available in all languages, many languages, I should say. And the game is Fertels. And it's a a Dutch Dutch game. So I don't know if I'm pronouncing that the right way. Sorry. Um, Fertels. 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 Um, And it's less talk, more genuine conversations. 
And so we're not going to play the complete game to follow the rules, but I thought we'd dip our hand in. Sounds like us, and... following the rules. <laughs> That's no rules. <laughs> boring, boring rules. Um, we do have a sleeping dog here between us. Yoda's here. He is not. Yeah, he's not in the Christmas spirit, but he's eaten too much. Always. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a little bit of Christmas spirit. So what we want to do is try and encourage you all who are listening to Connect with those close to you. Ask some deeper questions. Ask some questions that maybe they haven't been asked before or in a long time at least. Spend some time this Christmas time being more genuine, being more authentic, not worrying about work, money, um, holidays and all this stuff that we tend to have conversations around, right? How is How are you? How is work? Let's ask some genuine questions with so, family members who maybe you don't see that often exactly um and like you were saying before you know you can often get around family members and get triggered by past stuff and things and unresolved things and then alcohol creeps in and of course that dulls your prefrontal cortex which is where we hold back um and and make rational decisions so suddenly we're not holding back anymore. And we're saying some of the things that we feel that we really should say because we don't see them very often. And this is the family bust ups and the problems and the issues. Well, what about, you know, when you've changed your relationship with alcohol or you're choosing not to drink? What about spending this time, like really asking important questions with family members and uh, enjoying the genuine deep chat that comes through that? So, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited by this game. Yeah. But in what you say, I mean, I'm sure many people are listening today can relate to what you're saying. I know I can on a personal level, um, and I'm probably guilty of it as, as myself as well in my past of keeping things in and then coming to education and having a couple of drinks. And then all of a sudden we feel like we want to speak our truth. Um, and it's not always pretty. We need to be able to have these difficult conversations, share these difficult emotions that we have with our family members or friends in a sober state, but not everyone wants to do that because they're scared of conflict or they're scared of the fallout. But we always encourage that, that conver deep conversations and difficult conversations with each other because we do feel a lot better afterwards. Totally. So, all right, let's Just have a little bit of fun. It. Yeah, go. So, so what are we doing? well, we're not going to follow the rules exactly. Like we said, we don't have rules. Um, but what we'll do is we'll go in the order. And so what the first couple of questions will be will be around the year in retrospect. Okay. So kind of going over what's been in the past year. Do I have to be honest? Well, yes, <laughs> you gotta, you, aren't you always? Um, but then, so we look at the past year in retrospect, but then the other one was looking ahead to the upcoming year. Okay. And so bear in mind, those who are listening to this, bring these questions with you, write them down. We'll put some um, of these in notes so that you can go in and find the, find the notes. And so you can just... Copy paste into your um, phone so you can just sh share these around with your with your family. If you can't pick this up, why not? Um, I'm nervous now. What what's in these questions? Well, I mean, let's see. Okay. You know, but I think it's it's a it's a love it's a loving good family game. This, so okay, I don't cool. think there's going to be anything. It's not like grants for divorce. You you are you are thinking <laughs> about the all the games that we have at home in our cupboards, which is all very provocative. Provocative. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's not mention any, but there are some terrible games out there. Um, ones I really like. Well, what's that one with the cards with all the yeah the cards yeah. against humanity? That's yeah, it. Cards against humanity. I know, but the thing is. It's also a little bit of fun, that, but it's not for everyone. Yeah, so this is the not. thing. This is this is the kind of game that is for everyone. This is very family oriented Great. and uh, a, a loving 
genuine game. Hi. It says here, less small talk, more genuine conversation. So Great. let's try and be serious. Let's try. Let's try. Let's see if you can't. Should I read the first card out to you? Okay. The past year in retrospect, what was your biggest mistake? How long do we have? <laughs> <laughs> I have to categorize them now. I mean, there's so many. But um, what was my biggest mistake this year? Um, uh, yeah, I think underestimating, um, underestimating what it takes um, to build a good sales team has oh. been the yeah. biggest mistake I have made this year. What a challenge. <laughs> you love a challenge, though. I do. I do. I would be very bored if I didn't have challenges. Mm. So, yeah. Good. Do I get to ask the same thing of you now? No, we'll do boring for people to listen to. Yeah. Our well, what your people. biggest mistake is. I want to hear what your biggest mistake is. <laughs> well, gosh, again, so many. Yeah. Um, I guess. Apart from being married to me. <laughs> no, but I, for me, yeah, sure, I can answer that too. And biggest mistake would be probably thinking that I did not need to time manage or that I didn't need to protect my time as much as I did, mm. I think. I think I got wrapped up in, first of all, the excitement of, of I love my job. I, I love being a coach. And I love what our company is doing right now. I love the coaching program, Complete Control. And I th I've thrived watching it grow. And I think it's very easy to get caught up in that and thinking that the normal rules don't apply. And I really felt like I got so into the growth and the the success of everyone coming through there that I, it becomes very Moorish. So I, I didn't protect myself when it came time-wise mm. and energy-wise. Yeah. And I think that's one of those things where hopefully others can relate with that. Even when, when we feel our greatest, our best, that's especially when we need to remember the ground rules as to how to look after ourselves and protect ourselves. Yeah. Because it's when we come crashing down or when it's too late when we go, oh, I messed up. Yeah. And I guess that's also learning, right? So completely. So I would say that um, I didn't check my six, my personal six when it came to my own, having my own back with the energy there. And again, just like yourself, there are many mistakes, but I would say that's the one thing that it kind of, and it's kind of culminated into this Christmas time. Maybe it's because it's the end of year. I haven't looked forward to a Christmas break as much as I've had this year because mm. I'm like, yeah. I'm burnt. Not burnt. I'm not burnt. I, I'm spent. Spent is a better word. Ready for rest. Yeah. Ready for rest. All right. Here we go. Round this two. is for me? Okay. 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 That one. In retrospect, what is one of the most valuable lessons you have learned? Oh. Um... One of the most valuable lessons that everything happens for a reason, I would say. Everything that, hap that happens, there's a saying, everything happens for you, not to you. And that really has been solidified this year because it's been a very steep learning curve for me personally this year. And what I've really learned is that every mistake we make is the most valuable lesson and a lesson you can't pay for, you can't pay any prize for any mm -hmm. coursework, any any education, then 
what we experience in our life. And I know when we go through things, especially difficult things, it might feel like we're not going to make it through and this is the hardest thing and how are we going to do this? It can be very jolting to us. But when we get past it, we just go, oh, okay, you know, I can see why that happened now. So I can really see how when you find a purpose and you follow that, I like to call it the personal greatness. When we have this pull towards something, we need to keep going and keep showing up. And if we make a mistake, then bring out the learning in that. What is the biggest piece of learning? And so this is funny because this is something I coach people on for years. But I think this year, the self-coaching has become huge because I really had to adapt that and really realize it myself. Mm. Um, so that's me. That's cool. That's powerful. How about you? Um, what is one of the most valuable lessons you've learned? Um, I think that... Um, I, I reached out to to Ritual and ended up getting on the podcast, and I think that's it. Just you know, be relentless. Um, and I know I am that, and I know I am. But sometimes I I I slow down. So you know, it all just comes in that. Like never give up. Be relentless. Um, don't be afraid to ask. And and you know, the things happen. So might like to ask like follow up questions to this. So sure. what what do you think held your held you back from, let's say, reaching out to Ritual before or for anyone else? Like, what do you think was holding you back before? Um, there's time, there's focus, there's, there's, there's like too much going on, there's a million things to do um, and, and all of that stuff. And I think, you know, this is one of the greatest challenges in, in the business is I, I can get so fixated on fixing the problems of now and right where we are right now, which, you know, is a great challenge that I don't get time to look up. And, you know, we coach, I know we do coach people on this a lot about, you know, being busy versus actually doing the top line strategy and where we should spend most of our time. But I think, you know, in the nature of the business, which is what doubled this year, um, it's grown significantly. And with that, there's a lot of fires, um, as always there is. And that's my job as a CEO is, is, is putting out fires all the time. So it's hard to look up at the at the longer term bigger stuff but as as i see you know we've recruited quite a lot of people the team has built built significantly um that i can see that that is coming up now so i'm going to be doing a lot more i've got in january we've got ritual going live uh we've got mind valley um happening which i'm going to dubai to do and i'm going to be using that as a way to get onto more podcasts which is so much higher value for the business and increases the reach and things like that. So that was a bit of a long-winded answer, but um, uh, yeah. I don't know if I could do have done anything differently. I just think it's growing a business like that um, when you're lean. It, it, it is a lot of firefighting. And I feel like we've been doing a lot of firefighting for years. <laughs> Nine but, years. But but it, it does feel like we're, we're, we're kind of got a little bit of pep in the step right now, which is exciting. Yeah, right. in the right direction. Um, which three people have influenced you the most? Do I say you and my two little girls? <laughs> <laughs> Would that be very boring if I wanted to? Yeah. Um, three people who have influenced me the most. I think, I mean, um, Dr. Andrew Uberman. Um, which I listen to regularly. I when I listen to those, I take notes. I take those notes and I try to implement them into our programs and message them across to team members and say, go and listen to you know this section here. And I think this science is really strong. And so I mean that's a bit of a north star for me. Um, I would say that um, the other podcasts I've really 
focused on at the moment. I would say Diary of a CEO, some of those have been very, very strong from there. I don't listen to all of those. I listen to the ones that feel um, very relevant. Um, and then I'm not sure I can uh, mention, but we had a guy um, who has been enormously successful um, in the US come onto the program, uh, Complete Control. He's built a hundred million turnover business. Um, and he, when he initially came to the program, he was like, I don't even drink that much. You know, I, he said, um, you know, maybe have a glass of whiskey a night just to take the edge off. And then, you know, when I see my friends, it's a few more. And he said to me on the, on, on, on the first call, he said, look, if this program has an impact on me, then I think I want to help you guys. Now, he was fortunate enough to coach with you. Um, and in the final call coach with you, he said, I actually think it's my life's purpose to help you guys scale this program. So he has now been coaching me um, and um, his influence is enormous. Um, and Shout you know, out, that, you know who you are. Yeah, exactly. And thank you. Um, and I think that, you know, as, as, as a CEO of a business, I need my guides. I need my mentors. I am easily influenced. Um, and Everyone will give you advice out there. If I, everyone's throwing advice at you. And if I'm easily influenced, then I end up just getting sporadic and all over the place and I don't know which direction I'm going and it's you know, contravening information. So now I've learned over the years to find a North Star and just go, that's my North Star. And this is who my North Star is for now. So I'm looking forward to next year with his influence, seeing some significant growth. Not done. He is often. Yeah, he is. And well done to you. All right. Do I answer the same one as yeah. well? Well, to the said, obviously, you have my two girls. <laughs> um, other than that. But no, and but I want to mention that because my two girls teach me. So they're eight, eight and ten. And they are my light and, and guiding light. And they keep me right. They challenge me and they make me want to be better. But, you know, and that, that's not to be, you know, discounted. It's very important that I mention that. But... Other than that, the people that have influenced me the most this year, I would say one is Dr. Gabor Mate, who, who's yes. worked within trauma. Um, I mean, we reference him so much in, in the program only because he, he is such an important man. He, yeah. His work is so important. And so for anyone not familiar with him, check his work out. He has many books, a lot of content out there. But his work around trauma and us helping us understand ourselves and how we operate in this world. And his, one of his books, um, mm. The Myth of Normal, mm -hmm. is, his, his, what he said, that, that what, we, what is perceived as normal isn't actually good for us or helping us. It's actually breaking us down. It's actually quite rather toxic. Um, but also helping you understand yourself and, and that, that person inside. We, we weren't born adults. We were born children and we grow but there is part of us inside that's still hurting. Obviously, this is a lot of the work that I do in my coaching with trauma-informed coaching. But for me personally, also, a massive influence um, for me. Um, another person that I'm very, very attached to and, and whose work I also often uh, mention is Brené Brown. I knew you were going to say that one. <laughs> um, and she's, you know, that, that there's a question like, who are the three people you would take with you on an island? Oh, yeah. She's one of my three. Ah, uh, so cool. Yeah, uh, because she's I think... She's so real. She's so real. Yeah. And her work focuses around... She's, she's dedicated her last 20 years of her life. She's an American researcher, scientist, mm. doctor, podcaster, author, and all that, because 
her work within shame and vulnerability is so powerful. And and shame is one of these emotions that dominates the world and how we feel, how we show up. And again, something that's referenced a lot in coaching. Um, so I would say Brené Brown. Um, my third person is my coach. Shout out to P. Cohen. He is amazing and I appreciate you so much. You really have helped me grow this year. And like you said, it's important to have people around you that help lift you up and help call you out when you might be losing your your way off the trail a little bit. And so this year I've gone in hard on working with Pete and yeah, it's been it's been an extremely powerful year. So thank you, Pete, if you're listening to this. And I look forward to working more together. But he, he and and he himself has gone through so much this last year. Good he journey. lost his wife mm-hmm. and um, has had an incredible journey over the past couple of years. So it's been amazing to see how he goes through that and takes strength from that and still holds space for me and and the other people that he work with. The resilience is incredible. So love you, Pete. Well done, Pete. And just a little note to there is say A, B, C. And Jen is the perfect example. Always be coached. Yes. <laughs> all, all the time. Both of us with coaches. So uh, multiple coaches, I yeah. would say. Fitness coaches. Coach, yeah, we have had, we've had coaches for everything. We've had parenting coach, coaches. business coach. I've had a Spartan Still coach. Still working on the parenting coach. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we yeah. try. Yeah. That's the word. No, I mean, still more work to do. Yeah, for sure. 100%. Right, a lot of really yeah. deep and yeah. serious questions. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. And so I feel like... Let's, Can we get more humour in? Let's get... Well, we'll try. Well, Am I allowed to? No, <laughs> we're, we're still going to take... Keep it... This is a, it's a family show. So we'll just lighten up. What was the best book, movie, or TV series you read or saw in this past year? Okay, great. Well, um, you know, I'm not much for TV series. Um, but it said book... Or movie. Uh, so book, uh, book, movie, or TV series. Um, the one, um, so what book? I'm going to go for books. I love books. I read a lot of books. Um, I think we should all read more books. Um, that is my my encouragement. And what one book has made the biggest impact on me this year? Um, I reckon I would go for Keith Cunningham, A Road Less Stupid. Um, and, um, you know, I did it work. <laughs> wow. I'm still doing the stupid road. And if you've read the book, I'm still paying the bloody dumb tax. And, you know, this book is so good because he says most entrepreneurs are making decisions that make them then have dumb tax. And what we're missing is, you know, he's like, if you made less bad decisions, you'd be hugely successful, which is the premise of the book. So make less bad decisions. Um, I think is the key thing. Guess what alcohol does, right? Alcohol helps you make bad decisions. It literally dulls your prefrontal cortex. So I don't have that excuse this year because I, I mean, I've hardly drank this year. Um, so uh, it's not alcohol that's made me make the dumb, <laughs> dumb decisions. It's rushing too fast. Um, and I, and I, and I, well, you know, I'm, I'm still guilty. Nine years in, and everyone's being the same thing. Like slow down, stop making rush decisions, stop paying the dumb tax. So big fan, Keith Cunningham. I've met him, lovely man. Uh, great book, A Road Less Stupid. Thank you. What about you? Awesome. Can I, shall I read it out to you? Sure. What was the best book, movie, or TV series you read or saw? Well, you went from books, so I'm going to go for TV series. Yes. And um, I do love a good series. So 
Oh, it's a toss-up. I'd like to... I mean, one is a real-life documentary, The Crown. <laughs> Joking. I know okay. I know it's based on, you know, a lot of hearsay and stuff. However, I really love learning about it, uh, you know, understanding a little bit more in-depth of maybe what might be going on behind the doors of The Crown. But I think my, my favorite hands-down series of the year is Ted Lasso. Mm. And I didn't think I would enjoy it because, you know, hey, it's a series around football, but it's not really. There's a lot of life lessons in there, a lot of good. And I I have to say there's been a lot of really good references from clients in coaching who often reference the the, quoting stuff from Ted Lasso. So Mm. a heartfelt, good, good watch, I would say. It's a lot lot of really good good humor. So I would recommend that, too. British series. I usually love the American series. Look at me. There you go. Is Ted Lasso British? He is it's about Ameri- American football now. No, it's oh. about fo- American football coach coaching a, a British soccer team. Oh, okay. There you go. So, the, I mean, it's hilarious already just yep. saying that, but it's, it's brilliant. But yes, he is indeed American. And um, yeah, yeah. I think as well that kind of sums me up because I went straight for a business book, having talked about business before, and that's pretty much 99.9999999% of where I spend my thinking and time. Yeah. No, I know. Well, this is the thing. I, I, I do also read books and I do also do a lot of that learning, but I also need to find time for myself and oh, switch yeah. off and, and life can get so serious otherwise. So I feel like sometimes we also need to have a little bit of fun, a little disconnect to the seriousness of things. More fun. More fun. More fun, more joy. All right. Good. So those were the questions about the year and the past. I mean, we're not we're going to be all late. No. So should we have a little look around? What's next? Looking at, looking ahead to the upcoming year. I read this one to you first. No, I'm going to read it out so you answer this one. Okay. My turn. So looking ahead Uh to the upcoming year, Mm -hmm. for what will you congratulate yourself a year from now? Wait, that was a lot. So looking up to the year ahead, mm-hmm. in, a, in a year from now, what will I congr- congratulate myself for? Okay. Being on the diary of a CEO. Oh, good one. Yeah, that's happening. Steven it's just in the vision. Happening. Stephen is, is in that. We in, have met Stephen. Yeah, I've, we did. I've met Stephen twice, and he's been just as lovely. I mean, lovely the guy. queue of people queuing up to say hi to him, <laughs> and the effort he makes with each person is admirable. I have so much respect and love for this human being and for the work that he's doing. So yeah. Stephen, we think you're awesome. Yeah. And looking forward to the interview. I'm looking forward to for you to make Rue cry live on. Yes, exactly. Tell me about your trauma, Ruri. Uh how long have you got? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's um that's I like that. That's a good for what would you congratulate yourself a year from now, Jen? Oh, year from now. Oh, a year from now, I'm going to say, wow, Jen, well done for getting into a proper meditation routine. Yes. <laughs> ah, sorry. I'm so glad to hear that. Yes. Um, it is. This is amazing. And this, I always say this, just because we're coaches doesn't mean that we have our health. It all figured out. <laughs> no, but no, she before. We're all learning. We're all humans. You know, humans. We're flawed, and, and we we can't have everything figured out. And so, meditation is one of these tools that I know how I coach people on this, not on meditation specifically, but saying how important it is to implement me- meditation. And I do do it sometimes, but I tend to do it when I need it. 
I would like to have a little bit more of an ingrained meditation practice where it's kind of as automatic as brushing my teeth or having, you know, my breakfast or getting my workout in. Yeah. And and this is what I coach people on. And but totally. you know, you know what they say, those who can't do teach. But um <laughs> but so but a year from now I wanna feel a lot more calmer and a lot more in touch with my my nervous system um, because of my meditation. Yeah. So I, th I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, I've seen you go, I mean, a lot of resistance in the beginning to meditation when I was really going deep into it. Then you picked it up. Muse was a big thing. You built the habit. It calmed everything down significantly. And you've had a crazy year. Like, it's mm. been crazy. And it gets pushed by the wayside. And I think that's what happens, right? Mm. But you know we need to do it. And you know how much it helps with everything else. So, yeah. What about will you join me in the pool? In the icy pool? Yes. Yeah, in an ice bath. I have no problem with jumping into an ice bath. It is an ice bath. If there's a sauna right next to it. <laughs> <laughs> you can get in the shower after. I don't know. People just assume I'm Swedish, so I like the cold. I don't like the cold. Swedish people don't like the cold. We don't have much choice. Yeah. So we like being wrapped But this up. is another thing where we can't ignore the science. I know. The, si the science is broken. Yeah. I, I get that. I think I think if there was like a dedicated ice bath, like there's the cold plunges are becoming a thing now. Just jumping into our pool. We don't need that now. It's perfect home. temperature. I'm just, just so you know, it is 13 degrees. That is perfect. The perfect temperature is between 10 and 15. It doesn't have to get much lower. And more importantly, I'm just with, making excuses. You are. <laughs> um, it's right there. It's on the doorstep. It's nice and easy to use. And more importantly, um, oh. it is what we know now as one of the most powerful antidepressants we have available to ourselves. Mm. So let's use that. Like That and exercise are the two most powerful antidepressants we have. Mm. Let's stop taking silly pills. Let's get cold and exercise. Mm. Anyway. Right. Should we do one more? The, the, yeah. I have to say that this, this is a fun game. Oh, um, it just kind of covered this. Do you mind if I just have a little sneak peek? Oh, here we go. I like this one. This is a good one. Sorry, I'm cheating now. Don't do this if you're actually playing with your family. But looking ahead to the upcoming year, to whom do you want to give more attention? You. Good answer. <laughs> I mean, Yoda does not need any more from no. me. No. He's attached to me 24-7. Yes. He, he spends his time on my lap when I'm at the office. He pretty much sleeps next to me in bed. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, absolutely. So more time than not, my family. Well, can I start with wife? Yeah, that's good. I'll, yeah. I'll take it. I'll good. take it. Uh, Are you going to hold me to that now? Yes, for good. sure. It's here. It's all recorded. So <laughs> if next year's episode, if I'm here alone on the sofa, he didn't fulfill his promise. Yeah. So I'm not offended if you don't say, if you don't say the same. You don't have to say the no, same. I feel boring. You'd rather spend that. more time with, with, <laughs> Anyone else, I'd understand. <laughs> um, I think I want to give more attention to my girls. Yeah. And this is where we do have great connection with our kids. Our kids are amazing and we do do a lot with them. But I think I want to give them a little bit more attention as they grow because they're kind of, it's hard being a parent and going through the younger years and it's very taxing. And But they kind of coming into an age now where they're eight and 10, going on 11. And they're turning into these little human beings full of conversations and oh, yeah. learnings and they're so switched on. And so I want to dedicate more attention to them in 
tweaking now because the, the groundwork is done. Yeah. But I think tweaking yeah. their personalities. And I think we had a wonderful um, email randomly from the head teacher of the school the other day, which was wonderful that yeah. our oldest daughter had just surprised her, popped in to ask her questions about her favorite chocolate. And she's she's now put together a list of every, all the teachers' favorite chocolates. So they're going to go and uh, treat them as a present. But she returned that that gesture with emailing us and saying that, you know, she'd come in there. And she didn't tell us she was doing this. This is just something that she's come up yeah, with. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, and we're not the saying... head teacher was like, your daughter is so yeah. um, kind and yeah. friendly and polite. And we we're like, can you, can she be like that at home? <laughs> no. Um... Well, they need to test a battery somewhere. Absolutely. But, but again, we're not sitting here saying, hey, our kid is amazing. She is, but everyone kid, was kids are amazing. But this is a, just trust that the work that you're doing, as long as you feel like you are doing your best and trying to install good habits and, and values in your kids, you know, trust that that's working, even though they might not show that to you at home. But it's nice to hear it come back from somewhere else, right? Totally. So I want to give us more attention this this next year and just can help let them continue to guide me because they, they call me out. They're like, mom. I was in the car with her a little while ago and I was sitting in the car and I go, it's always stressful. I mean, who isn't stressed leaving for school sometimes, right? Sometimes everything is going well until the five minutes before you're leaving. But I'm in the car and I'm breathing and I'm just like, sorry, got a little bit rushed there. I didn't mean to was stress and, and probably right, raise my voice. And I said, I do apologize. It's all me. And my daughter goes, it's okay, mom. You're just not very good at regulating your emotions. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And I went, you're right. Well, well you're done, so right. So, um, so yeah, I want to spend more time with them and now we'll start having different conversations. Yeah. I heard this amazing phrase, which is now a rhetoric in my head. And there is no difference between attention and love to a child. Mm. Right. And so if you if I'm staring at my phone mm. and, and watching TV with them, right, or whatever it is, then I know I've just got to keep playing that in my head. Like to a child, there's no difference between attention and love. Mm. Um, so that's I, I'm with you on that one. I'm going to join you on that one for sure. Mm. We've spent 75% of all the time that we will ever spend with them. 75. That's depressing. I know. And is it something? Well, it's also, I mean, unless they stay at home and, and don't get a job and, and, you know, all of that kind of stuff, then you'll, you'll be on the average of having them a lot longer. So it's probably a good step. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> got um, but that's something just to, to, to remember that, mm. that it's precious time that we won't get back. We will see them later, but it will be scattered and, and a bit more um, distracted. Yep. So going in on it, and our biggest watch returns. Well, she turns 11 tomorrow. My gosh. Goodness me. So, yeah, that's a little, little insight. Let's pause just for a brief moment. I just want to share with you some of the heartfelt feedback from our incredible Complete Control community members. Listen to this. I, I don't know how I signed up. I think I just got an ad on Instagram and just got a whim, just hit the button and did a call and then signed up and didn't really consciously think much about it. And then after that, I was like, what did I just sign up for? Wait a second here. Like far exceeded my expectations. I'm usually extremely skeptical. So I don't know how I even signed up in the first place, but whatever it was. Um, so it's just amazing how like the transformation that I've seen and even the drinking part is just kind of the super, it, it was the Achilles heel, but it's kind of just the superficial problem. And it's like, once I kind of clear that up, there's so much more possibility and, and, you know, the exploration discussions, 
with Gary, with Candace have just been so powerful and kind of, they both kind of focus on a different area. And then with Glenn kind of looking at my data and with my co cohorts or classmates or, you know, it's just been just, everything has just been so powerful and kind of supportive of, you know, completing the whole picture of how I do this. Um, so just really grateful and, and, uh, yeah. And, and, and also just feel more grateful and not only just for all of you, but just, just in life in general, it's just a little bit more clarity and peace and calm and, and, and so forth. So I am incredibly grateful for this entire program, everybody on this call and everything that we were able to experience. Um, I think that it delivered more than I expected. Honestly, I, I, like I've said before, I've done a couple of like challenges and different things. And I think that this beyond um, examining my relationship with alcohol and making, I think, pretty good strides in in um, staying alcohol free, um, I think it taught me a ton about myself and how to like examine my habits and my thoughts and those kind of um, patterns and ways to ways to approach the things that worried me the most in this in this experience um, have just been invaluable. I think I'm leaving feeling um, in stronger in general, more self-aware in general, and um, just really more anchored in who I want to be and what my values are and how I can you know take better steps to achieve those. So it's been fantastic for me. And again. The, our team, I, I really um, appreciate all the feedback and support from every single person on this call, but my cohort as well. It's been great. So I love everybody that I've met here. I have loved the program. I am not uh, an emotional person like this, but this has changed my life. It, it, it has given me a life. Um, and there's other things I need to do too, um, but I don't have to do a call call anymore. So thank you. It's been an amazing journey and a very, I appreciate the professionalism. Whenever I feel the stress, I, there's there's something that I can go back to, to everybody and the sharing from everybody and the professionalism of the program. So I loved it and I've grown a lot. So ups and kisses. One word is transformational. That's a word that's been bandied about for decades, but in this it is absolutely accurate, if I was to use one word. This was a great investment. It's not, it's not self-help, it's self-realization. It's um, super powerful, but it, it exceeded my expectations. Or maybe it was Sharon who said that, um, uh, or maybe I'm exceeding my expectations, and I like that. I mean, the program has been hugely, I'm hugely great for some program. I think the journey of, for myself has been amazing. I mean, I remember telling, I don't know if it was Candice or Gary, the first three or four weeks of the program, I was like, I can't stop thinking about not drinking. It's just, it's in my head. I'm ha Every day I'm thinking about not drinking. And it's it's like now I'm not even thinking about it. You know, it's just like my life has sort of stepped on. I'm excited about the future. Um, things are looking good, things are looking good. I just love sharing the things people are saying about our complete control program. Okay, let's get back into the episode.
Now, I, I did a little sneaky pre-look. Um, we've done a lot of questions that I, I kind of pre-looked on, on this game before because I wanted to... They have two jokers in their colors, okay. so someone can pull these out. And I thought this would be a good way to wrap things up with. And basically, the, it's the same questions. The past year in retrospect and looking ahead to the coming uh, coming year. Yep. No question. Oh, okay, great. So I'll take one and you take the other. Yeah. So it's just should we shuffle them around. Oh, producers, we don't know what's going to happen. You're, you're, you're counting them. I can see you. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that's the one I wanted. Okay. Okay, so the past year in retrospect. Mm -hmm. um, the past year in retrospect, what did you do to advance our relationship this year? Our relationship as <laughs> partners. Yeah. Um, did a meditation. <laughs> Still here. Um, Held on for dear life. Held on for dear life. Uh, what did we do? Well, I think having... Honest conversations, bringing up what's on my mind, when it's on my mind, if I wasn't happy, if I, was, if I wasn't happy with something, if something didn't feel right, I didn't let it build up. And I think that's kind of been my pattern before of letting things kind of fester and grow inside of me to a point where I get really upset and or either walk off, shout or get really angry or something, right? Which has been a big pattern in the past for me because I haven't been very good at dealing with my emotions or saying what's on my mind or feeling like I was allowed to. And that had nothing, no reflection on you, but my own, just my own way of being. So I think this way, this year, I've been better at communicating what my needs were and what wasn't really working on both sides. Um, and I think I was better at responding to your communication about this as well. We did a little um, little couples retreat, you and me, for a night away, which was awesome. Um, and we've done some therapy together as well. I was going to mention that. Okay, well, uh, the, the, I'm mentioning it now, so you ask me the question. So we've done some therapy together, and I, I, you know, in coaching, and I will say this, often do I have people that come into coaching who is either resistant or or willing and that their partner might be unwilling to go to therapy because that that person or their partner sees couples therapy or couples coaching as a failure. And it couldn't be anything further from the truth. It's a wonderful way to actually understand what's going on and rather than calling it quits, do we want to call it quits or is it just a matter of communication? And so I think this year, I would say communication between us has been the the main driver for this. Amazing. Fabulous. Totally. And am I also answering what is the one thing yeah. we're just doing there? Exactly. But you you have to I think it's rephrase the question because I can't remember what it was. <laughs> what one thing have um have I done to advance our relationship this year? And I think it's the same thing. I'm just gonna add one word onto that and is that that's the psychedelic therapy that we've done together. I think it's incredible to go through those experiences together with you and I think it is amazing when you yeah when you go do that you remove all the surface level barrier bullshit and what you're left with is two people who love each other who want to figure out a path together forwards and I think there's nothing quite like it I think that's been the the thing that continues to advance us the most so yeah I, I guess the big thing here is 
for people, you know, is it's not it's not sitting in a place where you are fighting out over who did the dishes or didn't, or whether you took the trash out or whatever. Or all that's not what's going on. No, it, it's like you need to figure out if if you still want to be together and if you still share a vision together of the future. And if that's true, then all that other stuff is just. It's not just as belittled bullshit, but it's stuff you can figure out in yeah. communication. But I think it's taking the time to be clear on the... Yeah, and the also core. I think the one thing that people often don't consider is that you have two people from two different backgrounds, different stories, different traumas. And sure, there would be some people who say, well, I didn't have a lot of trauma, but it doesn't matter if the other partner, let's say, has trauma. We always say if you're living and breathing, you have trauma to some shape or form. You might not be aware of what it is, but this is something we see in our complete control program where um, the people who come in and say, I don't have any trauma. You're like, OK, just wait. Yeah, <laughs> let's fight. Yeah. Yep. And so so when we put two people together and um, you don't consider the fact that the way that we operate, the baseline, our beliefs and values might be completely tied to something that happened to us a long, long, long time ago. So we become adults and we move forward and we think that, no, this is who I am and I'm, I've gotten past that now. We might have gotten past it in our mind, but our body does not forget. And there's a wonderful book for anyone interested called The Body Keeps the Score by Dr. Bessel van der Kolk. The other leader other, trauma. One of the other leaders in trauma work. Um, and we really carry that, and this is in our body. And so when a partner says something or shares something that they're feeling, the other person might take it very personal or it might trigger something innate in them and they don't, you know, they don't even know why they react that way. And add alcohol to this and we have an absolute, you know, sugar storm. Yeah. So, you know, I think what the psychedelic therapy really does is it helps you connect with that authentic side to which is not filtered. It's just you're able to to really feel the feelings and honor what you're feeling and release them. I think that's the biggest thing for me was I released so much of this, the trauma that I had, um, many different traumas, I would say. And I've done so much trauma work myself before um, in talk therapy and whatnot and coaching. So this is but this was another level, I would have to say, that has released so much, so much of it. And I am... Um, I, I am not shy to talk about this because I think it's important to hear. And it's to be said that it's not to be recommended to anyone going out and do this on their own. I mean, no. for us, it's always clinical settings and no. under therapy, uh, under supervision. Professionals. So, you know, but I the, I had a lot, you, you, after be, giving birth to my daughters, I, I had postnatal depression, which I, hate, I, I hid very well. Um, and I, I had to take antidepressants for quite some time and I didn't want to, but every time I tried to step away from them, I was unable to, and I couldn't understand why, you know, speaking to doctors and obviously during pandemic, this was all done over the phone, which is also quite scary because how do you give someone a diagnosis over the phone? But, um, I, they said I most likely had something known as, um, um, PMDD, um, premenstrual dysphoric disorder. I think that is the full length of it. Yep. And um, it was really affecting me. So my menstrual cycle was chaotic and really dark. And so I did decide to go and have an experience with psilocybin. Um, I again guided and I remember connecting with myself very deeply. Um, 
as a little girl. And I went into this kicking and screaming, I'm going to say. I was yeah. very resistant. I'm very. very like, no, not sure. And I think what felt like hours was probably an hour of me sitting quietly to myself, meditating or something. But what I did see was I connected to a part of me that was so sad when I was little, the sadness. I don't think I had a I have a great overview of what my childhood was, but I didn't realize how sad I was. And I think seeing myself in that light was, I guess, what I needed to see. Because I remember then about a week later, I remember brushing my teeth and in the cabinet, in the bathroom cabinet, I saw my, my medication standing there and I went, hang on a minute, I haven't, I haven't taken my medication in a while. And anyway, I have it since. And this is almost um, it's a year and a half ago now. I haven't had an anxious day. I drink too many coffees. I get a little bit jittery. Do I have moments where I can feel stressed? Yeah, but the anxiety, which was to some extent crippling for me, is gone. And again, this is not a solution for everyone. It's not, you know. Well, it, we'll be soon. But it, it also shows <laughs> that it, it not everyone takes to um, psychedelic therapy or also psychedelic, you know. Exactly. And so this is not one size fits all. So I think that's important to keep in mind. But for me, it's done, you know, wonders. So, yeah, it's definitely a part of where we're moving right now when it comes to uh, treating trauma and um, depression, all that. So totally very excited about the future there. Looking ahead to this upcoming year. We give you less of? Looking ahead to the upcoming year. (laughs) What will you do? that is really unexpected by anyone, maybe even yourself. (laughs) What will I do, which is unexpected of everyone and maybe even myself? Um, Triple the business? (laughs) Um, Or is that expected by myself? Um, What will I do? Um, Make better decisions, which would shock everybody, I think. Um, there's a part of me that says, well, you won't, um, those, the parts of those vision that you're trying to achieve are much further down the, down the road, you know, so they'll be in year four or year five or year six. So I could pull those forward. It would be a huge surprise if I achieved the, be on stage with Tony Robbins in 2024. Um, we can all sit around here and say, that's unlikely and might not, probably won't happen. Um, but it's in my visualization in the morning. So um, if I achieved that in 2024, I think everybody would be shocked. Hmm. Is, that, is that fair? Working, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Like that. Okay. So, same question. Oh, I need to ask the question for you. Yeah. So the what, question is, what will you do this year that is unexpected both for me and for others? Um. I don't know. I've been thinking about this for a little bit, actually, because I, I feel like I have this very familiar narrative of what fun is, what what you know, what my routines are, et cetera. And I, yes, I mentioned I want to meditate, but I kind of want to do something unexpected. Like, I'm not saying I'm going to take a motorcycle license because I've been so I don't want to, but I'm kind of like maybe I do want to get a motorcycle license this year. Yes. Yeah. So cool. And I think that would be one because I've always been like, oh, motorcycles are bad for you. Yeah, they are. Um, I know, but 
so is many other things. If, yeah. But you know, so it's you, I guess that depends how you write. Them. Careful, yeah. yeah, exactly. So maybe this this within year that I get a motorcycle license. That'd be super cool. Yeah. Is that midlife crisis? If this is the crisis, I can. You know what I did? In, when I turned forty that year, I decided I was competing yeah. in Spartan. I was gonna try and compete. Qualify for compete in the Spartan Ultra World Championship, which is a twenty-four hour race in the snow. And everyone said I was crazy, and, and they were like, "Oh my gosh, you're having a midlife crisis!" And I'm like, "If I'm having a crisis, I'm in. Like, this is great." Yeah. And I think I think there's this thing of people who are just comfortable and to be okay with medium yeah. in between. Like I remember people calling me overachiever and all those things because I was doing this. And it's like, okay. Because you're happy with me. Because I'm happy with me medium. And that's okay. I don't judge that. But I say to anyone out there who feels like I want to do something, but ooh, am I too old for this? Or no, you're not. If there's anything in your body that you want to do that you still haven't done, and just go do it. Doesn't matter what age you're at and don't yeah. worry what others are saying. Exactly. Break through that. Because at the end of the day, who who are going to be standing there cheering for you, you know, at the end of it, you know, doesn't matter because you are the one who's going to get older and eventually, you know, we talk about in coaching a lot of momentum more. I mean, the only thing certain in life is death and taxes. Taxes. Taxis. Taxis are never certain. <laughs> Not in Spain. Uh, but, but death and taxes. But, so we just need to remember to embrace everything because before you know it, you know, that's the end of the line. And what regrets do we not want to have? To sum things up, this is uh, Fertels. And I would say that this is... V-E-R-T-E-L-L-S. Vertels. It actually says V-E-R-T-E-L-L question mark S. Yeah, it could be. Vertelis. So, um, could be. Yeah. So, yeah. Vertelis. Oh, Vertelis. Vertelis. See, I don't have my glasses. Uh, this is yeah, what happens. Yeah, I, I check that. I, yeah, I check that. Tell um, it's got a love heart on it. If you're not watching this, it's a black box with cards. Um, fun game. Go get it. Go get it. Hopefully you have enjoyed our little conversation about sharing. it. Some little sharing, exactly. And um, why don't you go and ask your loved ones or your friends yeah. these kind of questions? We'll put these questions in. We'll detail this in the um, the show notes so that you can go and find them. But ask deeper questions. And most of all, look after each other, care for each other, love each other, and be kind to one another. And if you are doing this alcohol-free or with in control or drinking way less than you normally would, then you are amazing. Just keep flying that flag. Keep showing people there is an alternative way. Keep inspiring others. It's one of the best things that we can do for ourselves and for people around us. And so well done. if you're watching this and you're hung over and you're like, oh my goodness, this is hard to hear, you are also important and you're also amazing because you are here. <laughs> you are trying to make a change for yourself and we stand for you. I stand always for your greatness because we all have that pull inside of us to our, to our personal greatness. Just keep following me, keep pushing. Yes, and we're here to support you. If you need more help, we're here. Absolutely. All right, well, happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Bye. Bye.